Chances are, you know that taking care of your physical well-being can have an incredible effect on your mental health too. However, so many creatives and entrepreneurs have a mindset block around what it means to practice deep self-care. So not only do they get that workout in, but they also experience the kind of focus and clarity that yields big results in business. That's why I'm so excited to dive into the mindset shift that can help you to step away from your desk, get some movement in, and experience the kind of overall lifestyle change that will only benefit your business rather than take away from it, even if you don't think you have time. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Dunley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Tara LaFerrera, an NASM certified personal trainer and yoga teacher based in Denver, Colorado. She is the founder of the TL Method, co-owner of Compass Fitness Denver, and co-host of the A Cup podcast. Tara, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so this is so like serendipitous because we're recording this on Valentine's Day. And I think that one of like self-care is one of my absolute favorite topics and just that kind of practicing that kind of self-love and putting yourself first. So I'm so excited to dive in and hear what you have to say. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's such a pleasure. And I just love talking about self-care and self-love, especially on today, which is so fun um, <laughs> because it's so important. And I was actually just thinking about this today. Like I am very grateful to have such an amazing partner in my life, but I think before I even had him in my life, like I really had to find love for myself before I was able to even try and love anyone else. And I think people struggle with that a lot and it doesn't come, you know, overnight. It's not just something that just magically happens. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and, and yeah, to find that love within yourself is like, it's hard, but once you get there, it's like there's opportunities and relationships are just endless. So yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things. I mean, we hear it all the time on social media and, you know, various channels. It's like, oh, well, you have to love yourself first before you can be loved. And I think there's almost this like, oh, God, gag me feeling that comes yeah. with that. <laughs> because it's one of those things where we kind of just gloss over it and, and no one really actually knows sometimes what that means, you know, like, well, what does it actually mean to like show up for yourself and to love yourself and to put yourself first? Um, so I'm super excited to talk about today's topic, which is um, getting movement in each and every day. 
So Tara, before we dive into that, can you first give us a little bit of an overview? I read your bio, but I'd love to hear in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it. Well, this is always a loaded question because I feel like I do so much, um, but I really just feel like every single day, I'm just so grateful to be able to live out a passion that I kind of never really knew existed, you know, seven, eight years ago or so. So, um, I'm a personal trainer. I do online personal training. I do in person. Um, I also am a group fitness trainer. I co-own a studio in Denver. Um, I'm a podcast host. I'm a quote unquote influencer. I do a bunch of different things, but it all surrounds movement in some sort. Um, and it's very mindful movement. So I ran track in, in high school and college. And after that was over, after like the team is pulled from you, you just kind of have a little loss of identity. And so it took me several years to really figure out like what was next for me. And I went and joined a group fitness studio that actually wasn't a studio yet. They just had like boot camps in the park. So I went there. Um, I found my team again. I found my community again. And then from then on, it just kind of has been this process of like learning, growing for myself, um, staying competitive and challenged for my own self and body to now being able to speak to people all over the world and help them on their own health and wellness journey. So yeah, that's kind of what I do now. It's just a little piece of everything. I do have an online business that I run from home and it's basically a, a movement every day kind of thing. Um, we have two full body workouts. We have an upper, a lower body. We have a challenge workouts. Um, and then we have a mobility and core day, but there's also included, you know, a big accountability group. So, you know, Facebook group where you can just kind of motivate each other and motivate yourselves and hold each other accountable. And then, um, you also have me as a coach and to ask any questions, um, that you have. So yeah, a bunch of different things, but I guess those are like my, my main babies right now. Oh, amazing. And I love how you talked about that journey a little bit, because I think a lot of times people think that they kind of just wake up one day and kind of fall into this wellness routine. And I know at least with my own wellness journey, that's definitely not the case. Like I did not do any kind of regular exercise throughout college. Like I was not that person. Every time I like tried to get into a routine, I ended up like falling off the bandwagon. And I really, found my stride, um, you know, after college, I had moved to New York City. And it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay, I have to do something else other than wake up and go to work. <laughs> like, yeah. There was like, I had just moved to a new city. I didn't really know anyone. Like there wasn't really, I hadn't like joined any activities or like made an effort to meet people. And I had it in my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to join a running group. But before I can do that, I need to start running. (laughs) Um, And it was this really interesting kind of fitness journey because I ended up picking up a book that actually talked about running. And it talked about how the reason most people don't like running is because they start off too quickly. You know, like a friend signs them up for a 5K and they don't train for it. And then they're miserable the whole time. And then they swear off running for good. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense to me. And it really supported um, trying to learn to run in intervals. And that was how I like finally like got it. And I finally found this thing that felt really good to me and didn't necessarily feel like um, 
I don't know. I just always felt like working out was like such a struggle and so painful. And this was the first thing that I had found where I felt like I was getting stronger and it was paying off. Um, and I mean, I ran my first five mile race in intervals. I ran my first 13 mile, like half marathon intervals. And now I have four marathons under my belt, but I think everyone's like wellness. The reason I bring this up is like, I'm not like bragging or anything by any means. Like I do not run quickly or any, like I'm not a superstar, but I bring this up because I think everyone's wellness journey is different. And the sooner that we embrace that, the easier time we have finding something that works for us. Totally. And it's just interesting, like to hear you talk about your journey and your story about how you got started. Like people, a lot of times think that, you know, working out and fitness has to be one thing. It has to be, you got to go to the gym. You got to work really hard for an hour. I got to lift weights. I got to do all this stuff. But like everybody's journey is so different. And it's interesting to hear like how long it took you to realize, you know, this is the stuff that I like. And when you like something, you're going to do it more often. So instead Mm -hmm. of doing something just because a friend's doing it, or just because you think that, you know, you saw it on Instagram and that should be something that you should be doing, like finding what you really enjoy and really love in movement. And it doesn't have to be, you know, running. It doesn't have to be going, going to lift weights in the gym. It could be boxing. It could be Muay Thai. It could be walking. It could be like dancing, anything as long as you're getting some sort of movement. But so I think that's where the disconnect happens is that people really think that like it, there's only one way to work out and one way to move your body. And if you don't like it, you're just not going to do it. So it's just cool to hear that. Like even it takes everyone, you know, trial and error on everything else, you know? Oh, I love that. So would you, do you think that would be like, if you were to pick one mindset shift, that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients, would you say it is that, you know, finding something that you really enjoy doing from a movement perspective, or is there something else that's made a bigger difference for you? I think for, for me personally, just because I, I ran track. I was a sprinter. Um, I always like these, like I, I love intervals. I like sprints. I like stuff quick, explosive, and I really like to lift heavy weights. And so I kind of knew that about myself already. And so when I started to run, I actually ran a few marathons. Um, I, I didn't, my first race after I was a hundred, 200 meter runner in college and high school. And my first race after that was over was a marathon. If you could believe that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so like if going from one extreme to the other and, and for me personally, like I don't like running long distances. And so I felt like because I was a runner, that was the only other thing that I really knew. But then I was like, I know there's gotta be more out there. So personally for me, the mindset shift would be surrounding yourself with positive people in a positive environment. And Ooh. that was number one for me to really change my ways because you know, when you're, when you're not on a team anymore, when you move to a different city, when you starting a new different, a new job, it's scary and change is hard. And so when you're by yourself and you're like in your own world, you get in this very negative, dark place. And as independent as I am and have been in the past, like I needed positive people. I needed an environment that was going to lift me up or I was always going to go down. It's that, you know, negative self-deprecating place that I was before. So for me, that that's probably my biggest mind shift change. I think a lot of other people and what we just talked about, you know, finding what movement works for you, I think could be really beneficial too, but it's also really nice to have a friend do it with you. 
So if you're mm-hmm. on class pass, you know, you and a buddy like get class pass for a month and you try out, you know, six, seven different studios in the month and you realize like, okay, I really like cardio kickboxing. Like that's my thing. So then you can like really figure it out. But I mean, you can, you can go try different things, but it's not nearly going to be as fun and you're not going to be as excited about it if you're by yourself. So yeah, I would say bring along a friend. I love that so much. And I think, you know, especially as business owners, so much, so many of us are used to, um, you know, joining a group mastermind to move our business forward or going to in-person retreats or going to, um, creative mornings or, you know, like whatever it is in your area, we're used to surrounding ourselves with people who are doing similar things. And I think it's so interesting to kind of take that mindset and just like move it over and transfer it to this like daily practice of making movement a priority. So I love that. Um, just that, that shift of like, it doesn't have to be me and I don't have to do this alone, but it can still, I can still grow in this way and it can still be important to me essentially. Oh yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And just like you said, like so many of the things that we do to, um, build our business to be happier is surrounding yourself and bringing in like-minded people to like really grow. And if you're already doing that in your business, in your relationship at work, why can't you also do that for yourself? You know? So, and I think that a lot of times it can be like, people can see it as having a healthy wellness journey or style is, is hard, but if you bring it into your life and incorporate it through with all these other platforms, it becomes just a part of your life. It's like a a daily thing. It's a natural thing. It might be hard at first, but I mean, it's just like anything else. Totally. So let's talk about that idea that it may be hard at first, because I think a lot of times people have this, you know, I mean, this happens all the time with the new year, right? So people have this idea, like I'm going to start going to the gym again, and they kind of do it for a week and then they fall off the bandwagon. So how would you start to like start incorporating it into your lifestyle, but also move past that point to stick with it long enough, even when it's hard? So I think the biggest thing people need to understand is that it's going to be hard. And I'm very much like, here's what it is. When you're starting something completely new, it's hard. Like it really is a hard thing. If, if you're trying to just even just wake up early, earlier, if you're trying to drink more water, whatever it is, like it's something that's brand new for you. So you have to understand that first of all, it's going to be hard. That's why I say second of all, grab a friend, grab a buddy, bring your partner in involved in it, um, do it together. So it becomes a little less hard. Um, So I think that that's the first like mentality is that, yeah, it's going to be hard, but you know, it's going to be worth it. You know, it's going to be worth it. That's what I just always bring back to. Um, the second thing I would say most importantly, go slow. A lot of people, especially if it's a new year, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. They start too fast. They're like, okay, I'm going to get in five days of workout a week. I'm going to eat healthy all week. I'm going to drink so much water. I'm going to, you know, and have all this huge list of to do things. When if you're brand new on starting out something, that's like going, you know, from a serious meat eater to going, Oh, I'm going to be plant-based tomorrow. Just like that. It's hard to restrict yourself or 
have a certain situation and completely do a 180. So going slower, first week, maybe you drink a little bit more water. Maybe you go on a walk slash run. Maybe you go to one class. That happens for a couple weeks. Okay, you're starting to feel good. You're feeling better. You're getting better sleep. Then maybe you add, you know, a second day of movement. And then maybe you're like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this. It's feeling good. And then you notice, oh, you know, when I eat crappy the night before, it doesn't make me my walk or run or whatever it is that workout the next day feel good. So then by that fourth, fifth, sixth week, you say, okay, I'm going to really focus on meal planning and meal prep. And by week eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like it just becomes, everything becomes a part of your lifestyle. So going slow at first, bringing some, someone involved and then gradually building it up because what are we in a really a race for? You know, a lot of people like to like just dive right into something, but there's no reason to be in this. Like I have to lose X amount of weight. I have to do this super quickly because that's not going to be sustainable long-term. So you always have to think about like, how can I make this a part of my lifestyle, but gradually go into that. And it really does become this overall lifestyle change. I yeah. think it, it really becomes, I mean, I would say about running and I've been doing Pilates lately too. Same thing. It becomes a part of who you are and you begin to not feel like it doesn't feel quite as hard and it doesn't feel, I don't want to say as strenuous because yes, like you still feel like you're getting a workout in, but it also feels like you begin to miss it essentially, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. If you're, <laughs> which sounds crazy. I mean, there are probably people listening that are like rolling their eyes, like, yeah, I miss my workout, right? Um, but I think like it does just become this habit. And I love what you mentioned there of kind of layering in those mm -hmm. habits. Because I think this is something that we do in other areas of our life without even realizing it. Um, but when it comes to working out for some reason, we're, you know, I think there's this want or this desire for instantaneous yeah. results, yeah. right? We, we work out once and we want to see like, you know, full-blown abs by the next day yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. And I mean, often it doesn't, I mean, it never works like that. Let's be real. <laughs> but I think... Like just the idea of layering it on and like the consistency being from where you see those kind of long-term lifestyle-based results um, is almost comforting to me. You know, the fact that I don't have to like go hard out all at once, that this is a process and it can take time and that's okay. Yeah. I just, it's so interesting to be able to just relate it to other things. Um, like even in business, let's say, um, do a lot of your listeners have their own business or are they yeah. more corporate or a little bit of both? No, I would say the majority of them are like solopreneurs or solopreneurs like that work with a very small team of contractors. Um, and yeah. they're probably like a few years in at this point. That's awesome. So I always think back to like, how did you get started with that? I mean, it's not it's not easy. You know, like there's, there was a point, I mean, even with, um, you kind of know my backstory. I used to work in advertising and marketing at Ravel and Rouser when we worked together. Mm -hmm. And I also used to teach fitness classes on the side and I had a personal training gig. And I mean, I used to teach at five and six o'clock in the morning and then go to work from nine to five and used to teach at night. Like that was my like cycle almost every week. It was like, I had a couple 
days a week that were just like that, where used to work crazy hours all the time, because I always thought that for me, I had to have a salary. I had to have a nine to five job for me to like have a job. Mm -hmm. And then when we got laid off, like when the company went under and we got laid off, I was like, okay, well now is my opportunity. Do I either go into this fitness full time or I take the, I'm going to call it quote unquote, easier route you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's tough, right? It's scary starting something new. It's totally different, but there is a gradual process, just like a lot of people starting their business. Like, and I know, I mean, people work their butts off, like having their own business and it's long hours and it's all day. But if you get in your movement every single day, anytime, it will make your day of work so much better. Promise. (laughs) Well, I mean, absolutely. And I think the the thing that comes up so often for entrepreneurs there is this idea that I just don't have time. Like I don't have time for that. I have other things I need to be doing. I need to pick the kids up from school. I, I only have so much time to answer emails. Like it's just, I can't, like, I can't make time for it. And I, I mean, I really think that's one of those things where people are just sitting in a story, right? Oh, yeah. Like if I have time, <laughs> if I have time to watch Netflix for a half hour of Parks and Rec at the end of the day, I have time to get on my Pilates mat for 10 minutes, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think like the biggest thing about that is what is your priority? And if you want to have like a, a long term sustainable business and watch it grow and have a team and like be successful, you have to take care of yourself and you have to put yourself first because you may have a team, you may have a family, you may have kids, but like if your self, if your body is not taken care of the other, everything else will suffer. And so making priority, making like looking at your priorities and realizing that, you know, Netflix or whatever it is, getting your nails done, hairs, hair done, like that's a bigger priority in your life, then that's okay. But you want to make sure that you're getting that to that higher priority, you know? Absolutely. And I think yeah. what comes up for me here too, is this connection between our physical and our mental well-being. Because mm, yeah. I, I know that I've definitely seen that. Like, I think a lot of times when we talk about getting movement in or getting our workout in, like our mind kind of defaults to, okay, well, this is going to help my physical wellness, right? Like I'm going to get in shape. Um, I'm going to start like seeing more muscle. Like I'm going to feel better in my body. My jeans will fit better, you know, whatever that is. But there is such a mental benefit that I think we discount way too often because I even notice like the days that I don't get my workout in in the morning, I can't concentrate as well. I definitely like I'm going from one thing to the next, you know, and I notice a difference. Like I show up differently in my day to day and how I think and how I operate and how quickly I'm like overwhelmed or not, you know, because I made an effort to move my body. If making time for movement each day feels like the furthest thing from reality right now because all your focus is on your business and the results aren't showing up like it, then you absolutely need to hop on my free stress to success coaching call. If you're tired of spinning your wheels and are looking for strategic mindset coaching so you can find the clarity and focus you need to get out of your own way and start seeing more results you actually want, this call is for you. During this 30-minute mindset and strategy session, I'll help you uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you so you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results. 
Head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call to book. I do three of these each week. So get over there and book yours today. The three pillars I really think about when I think about like a healthy lifestyle, health, a health and wellness journey is first and foremost for me personally is movement, but movement comes in with mindset. And then that also comes in with nutrition because if you're moving your body, you're going to feel better. You are going to have more mental clarity. And then that coincides with the way you eat. And then once you eat better, you feel good and you feel healthy. And it's just like this very well-rounded approach. And so I totally agree. I mean, when I, when I don't get my movement in, like I usually go mid morning when I don't, I feel like a lot more sluggish. Um, I feel like I don't have like the creativity and I think people that realize that it's not a number one priority just yet in their life, you can look back at how you've been working now and maybe try to get in a little bit of movement and see how it changes, like doing a little, you know, compare and contrast of how much like your work may actually change. And I think there's this tendency to kind of take an all or nothing approach to that. And in all of those things that you were talking about, whether it be movement or nutrition, where it's like, okay, well, like I'm going to be good today. So I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat well. Oh, no, but today is a cheat day. So I'm not going to do that anymore, you know? And I, I, think that when we can kind of level that out, when we can say like, okay, these things aren't inherently good or bad. It's just a part of how I'm showing up for myself. It becomes a lot easier to do that, right? Because you don't have these big swings of ups and downs or all or nothing approaches, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that's so huge, especially in the nutrition world. I mean, I, in the past, like I would say four or five years, I've really gotten into intuitive eating. Ooh, talk to me eating, about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, gosh, I could go on and on about food, but food was always like, and it has been for so many people in the past, like the enemy, it's the police. They are, there's the good and bad. There's the cheating, cheat meals. And there's like, oh, here's the good meals. But intuitive eating really takes you away from that and brings you into the actual into actually eating, being more mindful. And I'm, I think that I really, when I got into intuitive eating, I realized that mindful movement actually really played a huge role in that as well. And really just being aware of like what's in front of you. So let's say I'm sitting at lunch and you're a business owner. I'm sure you've done this. I do this too often to admit, but I'll like be on my phone while I'm eating I'll be looking at emails, scrolling on Instagram or something, and literally have no idea what I'm eating, what I'm tasting. I haven't drank any water. And Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff happens all the time. But when you like put your phone down or when you're not looking at the TV and you're being super mindful of actually what you're putting in your body, you're looking at your plate and seeing, wow, like maybe this wasn't actually the best meal for my body. Maybe I'm not going to feel that great this afternoon because I needed something a little bit lighter. I'm actually tasting the food. I'm putting my fork down while I'm eating, drinking some water, being more mindful in that approach. But then also intuitive eating takes the strict restriction out of food. So I don't actually ever use the word cheat meal or cheat day or anything like that, because if I want something, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to eat it in moderation. Um, I have a very like great approach to food in the sense that I know what works for me. And I know that food is my fuel to move well and to feel good, but I also love food as 
too. So it's like, I don't look at it as this like, oh, this is a good meal for me. I just look at it as well-rounded and what works for me in this body at this current state. And so that's, that's huge too, because then you're not putting these like huge, like big restrictions on anything. I mean, even for the past couple or past, I guess, year and a half, almost two years, I've been mostly, um, pescatarian. So I don't really eat animal meat ever, but that's just been something that like, I just wanted to do. But at the same time, if I want salami or pepperoni or whatever, I'll just eat it. You know, I don't restrict myself from it because when we say, uh, you can't have any sugar, you can't have any carbs. Like that is immediately what we crave. So I guess the intuitive eating thing has really helped um, and been super beneficial for me. And then the mindset and, and movement piece as well. Oh, I love that. I think that's so great yeah. because I think when you talk about intuitive eating, like you're really going into the mindful component of it, right? You're going, Oh yeah. I mean, that is, it's like all mindset basically <laughs> because you're really mm-hmm. take, like giving yourself the space you need to like, just be more aware, you know? And I, I you're totally right. Like, I mean, I have days where I'll eat my salad at my desk and I'll like answer email at the same time or scroll my phone while I'm eating breakfast. And that probably happens way more often than it should. But Mm -hmm. I think that in those instances, sometimes we think that it's like these, we need to make these like big drastic changes in our overall lifestyle when in actuality, like it would be so easy for me to be like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like I'm going to like really tone it down on the amount of screen time while I'm eating and I'll eat and just like give myself the space I need to do that. And that's a very small shift, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we could all start doing that today and it doesn't have to be like this huge grand plan, eight week, 12 week approach, right? Exactly. It seems a lot more manageable. And I think that's so important too, because we, we have a tendency like over here on team human being, we have a tendency to really build things up in our head. And I think a lot of times when we can kind of take it back to basics and we can say like, okay, this food isn't inherently good or bad. It's just, you know, it's just energy. It's just fuel. And if I want it, great, but I'm not going to like go on a huge binge of it, right? I'm just going to like have what my body is craving right now and, you know, call it a day basically. Um, I just like love that. I think that's such a great approach. Yeah. And it's really just like making peace with the food. It's like, um, the food is not out to get you. It's not, it's not the enemy. It's really just like giving yourself permission to eat what it wants to eat you know, and, and the less guilt you have about eating something, the more you'll feel more comfortable with eating X, Y, and Z, you know? Totally. Oh, I love that so much. So I know you have a few programs up your sleeve here. So I would love to hear if our listeners are looking to start including movement as part of their daily practice. Um, do you have a good starting place for them? Yeah. So um, I have a program that I was talking about earlier called the TL Method. And I have a lot of actually people all over it. So it's an all, all online program. Every day the workout changes and it's all online. It's basically just moving gifts. So the exercises are stuff that you can do from home. I do have a lot of people that either work from home or they're stay-at-home moms or freelancer all that kind of stuff. But it's all, it's a workout that changes daily. That's all 50 minutes or less. So you just need some dumbbells, resistance bands, and a bench of some sort in your own home and a little bit of space. And it's really just a time, 
a really great program to have when you're super busy, like a lot of your audiences to take, you know, 45 minutes, 45 to 60 minutes out of your day to just step away from your desk, get in a little bit of movement and then jump back in if you need to. So uh, my, um, my whole approach with movement is that it's accessible for everyone, but it's also a place where you can really watch yourself grow mentally, um, and physically. And did you mention that you're also in there coaching and supporting and offering accountability as well? Every day. I love this group so much. It's so awesome. I mean, honestly, right now it's like the group is really just like amazing me because they're just, they love to chat about real relatable struggles that happen. Um, and they ask for modifications. People will send me videos and I'll be like, Hey, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to be like, Oh, it's an online program. Like, how am I really going to get that one-on-one attention? But sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll like, people will send me videos and I'll be like, critique it a little bit and then they can have that, um, form to take home with, uh, also jump in with live videos. I talk a lot about intuitive eating. Um, but I also do like little challenges. So in the month of month of March, we're going to do a little challenge where we just like are really honed into water intake to what we're eating and to really that positive mindset change. So, you know, switching all of your negative thoughts and how you can turn them into more positive ones. So that'll happen in March. Amazing. And did you say that you also had a resistance band workout that they could try for free? Yeah. So, um, it's a legs and booty band workout. Uh, all you need is a resistance band. You can just get on Amazon and you can do it from home, but yeah, that's a great uh, way to try out kind of my style to, to do it yourself. Awesome. So if listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? So my website is taralaferrera.com. That also has access to um, the TL Method program, my Instagram, my YouTube, and Facebook is all Tara LaFerrera. There's a lot of A's and a lot of R's, but promise you'll find me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and workouts. And this has just been like an amazing conversation. So I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Where can they find you? So, excuse me, sorry.